This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. What's going on, everybody? Paddle and Finn has got a meetup going down October 16th through 18th at Eastport Marina and Resort in Alpine, Tennessee, which which falls right on Dale Hollow. What we're going to be doing is just hanging out, fishing, uh, depending on the number of people that show up and the interest, we may do a small tournament. Uh, we will have some stuff to give away Saturday evening. We're going to do a hangout and a little little barbecue action. We'll have food for everybody. If you're looking for lodging, you could stay right at the resort. It's $50 per person per night. Um, and what you get is your own personal bedroom on a houseboat, luxury houseboat, courtesy Eastport Marina. That's a special price they gave us to lend to our listeners. If you want uh, more info on the resort, you can go to eastport.info and uh, their website will pop up there. You'll see all the houseboats and things like that. A majority of our hosts are going to be there, and we would love to spend some time on the water with you. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. You're listening to Bass Fishing for News on the Paddle and Fan Podcast with your hosts, Ryan Milford and Sean Lambert. Welcome back to Bass Fishing for Noobs on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm Ryan. We got Sean in here. Hey guys, what's happening? And tonight we have one of the local hammers here in Tennessee, Middle Tennessee. We got Mr. Paris Edwards in the house. What's going on, hey, brother? Guys. How's it going? <laughs> Welcome, man. Yeah, for the people that don't know you, you want to tell a little bit about who you are and all that good stuff? All right, so... um. Man, uh, I recently started fishing, I say, three years ago, um, competitively. Fish with KBFTN the first year, uh, just to kind of get the feel of the 
kayak um, tournament. Um, so I fished very little tournaments, probably two or three. Um, the following year, man, I went full-fledged, uh, first year ever fishing all of their tournaments. And um, this is the third year that I've, you know, um, been competitive fishing and, you know, I made it to state. So, man, I'm just, I'm extremely excited about it, man. So it's definitely been a le learning curve, man. Well, that's awesome. I, I didn't realize you I mean, it don't surprise me now, but I didn't realize you were going to state. Is that this coming weekend? Yep, this coming weekend. All right, so yeah. this episode won't come out till Monday, so stay will oh, be no, over by then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, good luck in in that. Hopefully, by the time everybody's listening to this, you know you you've done placed well in state, yeah. po possibly won. You know, um, but yeah, Paris uh, kicked my butt in a local tournament here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, the last episode we did, uh, I talked a little bit about, uh, well, I guess I talked a lot about the tournament that I was in at uh, Williamsport here in Tennessee. And, uh, yeah, I was feeling pretty good until I came across Paris. He's like, yeah, I just came up here, and I called a 19 and a 14 and three quarter and a 14. <laughs> and, and then it kind of shattered my confidence. <laughs> but, yeah, Paris ended up taking third in, in, uh, in that one. Yeah. So, uh yeah, I mean, let's just start there. You know, we're just gonna talk fishing tonight, and you know, we can start with the tournament because I really want to know how. Like nobody was catching. It's, it seemed like nobody was catching. Uh, hardly anybody was catching fish up there, so I felt right. good that I was actually catching fish. And then I didn't see anybody catching any big fish, and then you come up there just smacking them. So how'd you do it, man? Um, man, okay, so first I went to a shell cracker, man, and uh, the water was very, very dirty and dingy, and I'm like, man, it's going to be tough. So I started fishing, man. I spent about two hours there. Didn't get a bite. Not the first bite. And I'm like, yeah, I definitely got to adjust. I got to make a, make a change. Um, so I left there, loaded up my kayak, and um, that's when I met, well, went over to, uh, what is it, Bluegill? Or blue, blue cat. cat, blue cat. Yeah, so I went. I went over to Blue Cat, man, and um, the water was a lot clearer. And I was like, man, dude, I got to get on something. I think this is this is the lake I should have uh, came to. So I started off with a a jig, probably two, three casts, and then I was just like, mm, I got to change it up. So I threw a chatterbait, um, black and blue chatterbait, smoked it. I mean, it just absolutely hammered it, man, and. I mean, I was like, okay, <laughs> this is amazing. So I caught my first fish. I'm like, man, so here I am, three hours in this tournament, one fish. I was like, I got to get on the ball. So I start throwing that rig. I start throwing this and throwing that and throwing this. And I'm like, man, just stick with what they just hit on immediately. So I switched back to the chatterbait, man. I just start start catching them. And I actually caught several. Um, and it, it, it turned out good. And Everybody that I talked to, man, they were like exactly what you said. They they weren't wasn't catching anything. And then when I um you had put up beside me, it's like, man, I've been throwing this and like I got my limit. I was like, all right, somebody else got a limit. Then I started panicking, like I'm like, man, like I gotta I gotta really do something. Like if, <laughs> if I got a limit, I'm pretty sure these other guys out here got a limit, man. So I mean, it, it was it was definitely a, a tough day by far, like really tough day, man. You had to either figure them out quick or 
you just got lucky. And and I think that's bottom line what happened to me, man. I had to adjust. I moved around. I knew I could probably get a reaction strike. And so that's what I that's what I went for, man. It, it paid off. Did you catch all those fish on a chatterbait? Every single one of them. The ones that uh, were scorable, which I did. I caught yeah. uh, right at the end. Um, I ended up catching four back to back to back on a little finesse, um, little finesse um, shaky hair presentation. I caught four back to back to back, man, and um, they were all 12s. And the guy was like, dang, man, I just need two more. <laughs> I, I heard about that. I, I heard about that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I was catching my fish on a uh, medium diving crankbait. And, you know, I caught, you know, like I talked about on here already, I caught several fish, but mo uh, I only caught three over 12 inches. Most of them were like 10 to 11 and a half. I mean, it's still a good... I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head how many fish I caught. It had to be around 10 or more. And that's a lot for me. <laughs> that was probably the most bass I've ever caught in a day. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. I couldn't find the size. And I don't know. That's, that's what uh, got me down. But I did get my limit. So that's more than, you know, some of those people would say. So I feel pretty good about that. So, okay, when it comes to chatterbaits, do you have a specific brand you throw or? Um, okay, so, man, me, when I say everything is definitely a learning curve, this is literally the first year that I've ever threw a chatterbait. First okay. year. Man, I'm, I'm so, um, I'm, I'm the type of angler, man. When I, when I came into it, I was more of stick to what you know. Like you, you got these new lures coming out, bull shads, uh, spinner bait, like that got a spinner bait on the back end. They got a spinner bait on every skirt. They got a spinner, you know, like it's just so much. I mean, yeah, technology is technology. You got to go with the technology and you got to advance with technology. But at the same time, man, I think where a lot of guys um, fail at as, as, as fishermen and like catching fish is they get outside of their comfort zone. Like if if you know you got one lure that's going to catch them, why not throw that one lure? But just because somebody came out with a blood fed slant eye rattle trap that got thirty rattles in it, oh man, I'm going to throw that. Like guys, you have got to stick to what you know, man. And I think that's how I've been so successful. But when I first uh, got introduced to the uh, chatterbait, it was through basically Adam Adam Riser. He was winning tournaments i fished against him in a four for four man and it was me and him down at the last literally last minute he caught another one off the chatterbait man and i'm like goodness i gotta try it and so i was i started off with just a regular z-man chatterbait that you can buy at walmart and um it was producing then i heard about the jackhammers coming out or whatever so i'm like man do i spend 15 dollars on this lure or do i stick to what i know and honestly i just bought one just curious on the difference which one works better and ever since then man i've just been just been throwing a jackhammer man um not needless to say i can't say that it works i can't say that it works uh better than the original chatterbait and i can't say it, it doesn't you know um all i know is that's just what i throw i just throw the jackhammer well one thing as far as that comparison um you know, we've talked to several people about it on here. 
uh, and throughout different segments. And Jackhammer is supposed to have a lot more better components. And the Jackhammer will flutter fast, start to flutter faster than the original. Okay. And uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that. And so whenever I started throwing a chatterbait a little bit, uh, I I looked for that and I saw that like it'll it'll start fluttering on the fall if you pay attention to it. Where the oh, wow. ori- original, like, I don't know, it's like the original, you kind of got to give it a little pop before you, like, to get it going. To, yeah, yeah. But I, the original is the only one that comes in the lighter weight, though, I think. I think it's like a quarter ounce. Okay. And the jackhammer don't come that light. So I, I guess, who was it? I think it was a Z-Man guy. I can never remember his name that Brad and Josh had on their segment uh, that was talking. Or no, no, no it might have been Mike McKinstry when we talked to him. You remember, Sean? It was talking about using different the different ones for different oh, yeah, water yeah. columns. Yeah, yep. And and whether you're around structure or not, uh, there's different ones to use that they thought was were better around that. Uh, it might have been Mike McKinstry that was talking about that. Well, he was talking And then... Uh, Alex, uh, Alex Rudd. Yeah, he was talking about using the the thunder oh, yeah. cricket around rock and using the uh, the uh, jackhammer. Yeah, jackhammer around grass. He, that was his theory. Oh wow! Yeah, now I, I threw the thunder cricket before. Um, it was a it was a night tournament. And I threw it. And I mean, I produced so like I really ain't just keyed in on like which one to use here which one to use yeah, there. yeah, yeah. i just I throw you. it man <laughs> yeah. yeah i feel you what kind of trailers do you use generally um so they had the z-man like uh little shads i've never tried Razor those um, yeah i've never tried those honestly i would throw a um what is it a ultra vibe crawl on the end of it um okay. and and i mismatched the colors i did a blue with the green pumpkin trailer and uh i mean it just it just worked out man it mm. did it, it worked out now okay i've heard of people doing this but some people say that they like turn it up sideways do you do that or do you leave it laid down now i, I leave mine flat i have i've heard several people uh doing that and i've tried it um i haven't you know, got any fish on it just because I wasn't comfortable with it. While I was yeah. throwing, I'm like, man, is this really making that much of a difference? I ain't caught a fish in this long. And so I switch it back, and then I catch a fish. So um, I say it's a good technique. I mean, you get more movement. You get different movement. You know, it's something different. And and bass, once they see the same thing over and over and over, man, it just take that little bit of edge to get them to strike. So it could it could be very productive. So... But yeah, I've, I've never really just tried it enough to catch a fish on it. Yeah, see, I, I'm kind of that same way. Like, if I'm comfortable with doing something one way, I don't like to change it up and yeah. try it. Like, if I if I feel like this is gonna work, uh, you know, kind of like what you were saying earlier. Like, if this works for you, why try that? But I I believe to an extent, like you need to try a few new things. Right. I think that's true of, you know, it, it definitely, 
uh, if you have time. Um, but if if you're in a pressure situation like a tournament, then I think you definitely oh, no. go yeah, yeah. go with what you know. But if yeah, if you have time, I think you know that's the only way you're ever going to learn anything new. Um, but definitely, there's a time and place for it. So. I got lucky a couple of weeks ago trying a new technique in a tournament. Uh, you know, I, I I just started throwing the crankbait, and I'm obsessed with it now. Uh, I never got into it before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at laughing at me. Like I, I've never had any luck on it before, so like I just I've stayed away from it for years, and I just started uh, throwing it a couple weeks ago at the Stones River Tournament with uh, Cumberland Kayak Trail, and because uh, I was pre-fishing with Thomas Davis the week before and he was catching them. I wasn't, he was throwing a crankbait. I wasn't. So yeah, I put it together and, uh, used it on tournament day and got fourth. So that's awesome. dude. I tell you somebody really inspired me to throw crankbaits. Um, I've had days where, I mean, I've catch a ton of fish and then I've had days where I go out there and, don't get anything is uh Craig die man that's how I got throw man <laughs> he is a crankbait king man he's gonna throw it all day every tournament and like I, I mean I watch his videos man and every fish that he catches dang they're on a crankbait man so. fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home it's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Well, we may or may not be having him on to talk about crankbaits pretty soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh oh. Oh. Did we lose pairs? There he is. Yeah, sorry about <laughs> that. Lost a minute. Um, but yeah, man, so I think somebody keeps trying to call. Sorry about that. <laughs> Houdini in on us. Yeah. Um yeah, so what what kind of angler are you? What what's what's your preferred like body of water? Are you a river guy, lake guy? man um i really don't have a preference um when i want to catch a lot um i would definitely go to a river and that's just because like i'm the rivers here in chevyville i'm uh dude i can catch 100 fish and that's that's no no like exaggeration i mean i can just wear them out is that duck Um, river yeah, Duck River, and then I got some creeks out here, the Garrison, um, that just, I mean, produce smallmouth bass tremendously. I mean, it's just, um, but as far as lakes, man, I, I love lakes. You just get bigger fish. I mean, it, you, you got a, I think you got a be- better chance catching a bigger fish in a lake than you do in a river. Um, you can catch them big in rivers, but big, like largemouth bass, definitely lakes. So as far as like, which one do I prefer? I, I don't really have a preference. If I just feel like catching a ton of fish, I go to a river every day. Um, if I feel like hooking up on some nice bass and trying to outdo my PB, definitely a lake for sure. 
See, and you ain't invited me up there yet. Oh, did you? <laughs> you gotta come. I, I, I mean, I, I think the the fight is completely different from a lake fish to a river fish too. Like on Saturday, I was in a tournament and I caught a, a largemouth that was bigger than ninety percent of the smallmouth I catch in the river, but it just kind of let me drag it in. It's like, all right, you got me. <laughs> It's like dead weight. Yeah, exactly. And I, um, I mean, he did flop around a little when I got close to the kayak, but for most of the retrieve, he was just kind of like, "All right." And uh, every smallmouth on the river fights like crazy. Like, it, there's no just let me drag you in, you know. So <clears throat> it doesn't matter if it's you know ten inches or twenty inches; it's gonna fight you every step of the way. So absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're like on a treadmill all day, every day, you know, <laughs> running through that current. So, yeah, river smallmouth man are by far my favorite um, thing to do. Um, I, I just do. I I love the fight. I mean, you you got little ten inches, like he said, that'll fight you. Like you think you got a three pound, four pound largemouth on. I mean, they just the fight is unbelievable. And I mean, you're not upset when you get it in. You're just like, yeah, that's a small mouth, you know. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I just started chasing smallmouth this year, going up to the Duck River. You know, I don't. The guys keep talking about how it's best in the winter time when it starts flooding. So I'm, I might have to get out there with, uh, with some of the, some of those guys and try it out. I'm, it kind of scares me though. I don't want to die. <laughs> 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 yeah, that, that would be a bummer. Paris, yeah, yeah. uh, what kind of kayak are you fishing out of? Um, so I am uh, on Team Bonafide. Um, that dude, that literally second year in, uh, Bonafide picked me up, man. So that was a accomplishment that I never even seen coming, man. Um, and me, I'm I'm more of a person like. If the brand or product's not good, I'm not going to represent it. So whenever I speak about like uh, Bonafide to, you know, the jigs that I throw, which is Bad Boy Jigs, um, or any other staff that I'm on, um, I'm, I'm on it because the quality. I'm on it because the it, it's just, it fits me. Um, every angler is different. You know, some guys like their natives and some guys like their hobbies. And, you know, they're like, oh, I'm this or I'm that. Um, so... I've been, dude, when I say I've been in several kayaks, I have, dude. I started off in a, in a send-offer from Walmart, man, literally. I, I just wanted to be out on the water. And um, then I went to an Ascend from Bass Pro Shop, and I thought I was top gun, man. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was, I mean, big stuff, man. And then, like, um, I actually got a um, wilderness system from C Craig Dye. That was my next one. And um, unfortunately, it got, it got, it actually got took from me. And then I got a... Uh, um my bonafide i had bought my first bonafide and talked to brentland there and literally uh got told to put my application in man and i mean I, I just fell in love with it like from the wilderness system which the you know the luther he was a part of the design team for wilderness system i do believe and then like when he uh come out with bonafide i was like man i had a wilderness system and i i just want to get another wilderness system and Wendell was like, have you tried the Bonafide? And dude, when I I tried it, I mean, I just absolutely fell in love with it, man. And dude, you got pedal drives and you got, you know, all of this other stuff, man. But 
dude, I, I love it, man. I, I absolutely love it. It just fits me, man. I'm, I'm a big guy. I'm 6'4", dude, and I love it. Absolutely love it, man. Cool. Yeah, I like it when, um, you know, people, you know, believe in the brand that they uh, support instead of just, you know, you know, whoever will give them, you know, whatever they want, you know. But it's, it's refreshing to hear when people say that they only uh, go with brands that they believe in. So, Absolutely. Yeah, and do, do you still have the same kayak that got hit? Oh, no, dude. So... <laughs> I don't, man. And that, and that's another thing that just makes this company, man, just like amazing. Um, like I said, I mean, I'm on the staff and um when it whenever it happened, so I had just won a four for four tournament. I mean, it's tough, you know, they're they're tough to win. You got four guys, four hours, unlimited bass to catch, and I had just won it, man. And I'm like all excited. I go back to my truck, like we're all pulled up to the side, and I go up to my truck to uh get my truck man i come back down and this guy just takes off i mean just so fast and his trailer caught my kayak and just ripped the side of, of it open oh, man. And uh the guys i was with was more upset than i was i mean dude i was i was upset but like i handled it man i handled it so good and i i literally think like the kayak community and just the, the people that you're around in this community it just dude it makes you a better person like there i don't see no angry moments out there man like it's it just it's amazing so um i got in touch with chad hoover actually got in touch with me was like hey man i'm gonna take care of you um i don't think he knew i was on a uh, team bonafide also as he so like he was like i'm gonna take care of you man we're gonna get this done i did a video with me pulling a bonafide down the road and he said i'm a master at passion and dude we're gonna get you fixed up and then um i ended up reaching out to him letting him know like hey man bonafide said just bring it back. They'll swap the whole thing. And, dude, that, not only because I'm on a team, but they do that for everybody, man. Like, I, I'm i on uh, Bonafide kayak owners groups, and, like, I see where guys would be like, dude, just contact Bonafide. Like, they'll swap you out. And the company is just so good for it, man. Like, it's not even it's not yep. even about with them. They, they back their product. So Yeah, and it wasn't even their fault. You know, a dude right. hit it with his trailer, but... So yeah. that, that that is really cool then. But you still used it for just a little while with a hole in it, didn't you? Yeah, man. <laughs> if I had to, I would have took a cup and scooped out water. <laughs> that was gonna keep me out of water, dude. At all. I I know you were upset. Like I, I was upset for you as well, because it, it was one of those uh limited edition like spider ones, right? Yes, yeah, I forget the Black the, Widow. Black Widow. I can yeah. think of the actual name. But yeah, that and it was like almost brand new, man. Oh man, <laughs> it, oh, man. I I still remember that day. Like I have nightmares about that day. <laughs> I go screaming, and my lady's like, "It's okay. What did you dream about? Somebody hit my kayak." Oh man, I I bet you learned a lesson that day. You don't you don't leave your kayak sitting there at yeah, the ramp no I, more, huh? <laughs> I, I, man, I learned my lesson. I'd never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, one technique that you brought up earlier that you said you used that I, I don't know, I've thrown it a couple times, but not for very long. I, I, I'm wanting to try it out more. Is a shaky head. You, you feel pretty confident with with that technique. 
Dude, honestly, I think the shaky head is the most deadliest technique out there. Hmm. By far. Okay. Um, so, go ahead. I was just going to say, I want to know why this is so because there, there's so many techniques that are similar to this you know you got like the little uh pivot head jigs uh whatever you want to call them uh you know it's like like a football head jig but it's got like a offset hook on a yeah. swivel or whatever um you've got you've got a ned rig that's sort of similar i mean you got the regular texas rig all that. So, what what dif- differentiates the shaky head technique from everything else? So, why is it so good? Uh well, to my knowledge, man, um, nine times out of ten, like when you hear a lot of guys talk about the uh, Texas rig, for instance, they peg it. Um, Russ Snyder, for one, like he was throwing that um, some one one of the beavers is some beaver that he throw on a Texas rig. And literally, if you look at the fish that he's holding up, he got it pegged. So it's just like a shaky head. He's keeping that weight closer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, dude, literally, I mean, I just, I just think it's the the way that you can be more versatile with it. Like, you don't have to – you can stop it, let it sit there on the bottom. So that's, that's more like a jig presentation. Like, there's so many presentations that you can do with the shaky head that makes it so deadly. Um, for instance, like if I throw a crawl on, on it, I can stop it like a jig and I can hop it like a jig or Texas rig. Like you got it where it falls slower. Like you can just lower, lower your weight down to whatever you're going to lower it down to. And it'll have a fall or slower uh, presentation, or you can swim it. You can keep it bouncing. Like you can do this. So many presentation that you can do with a shaky head. It's like, a all in one, basically. Like you can do several different combinations with that one lure. That's what make it just reach out a lot more. All right. So, what technique are you, or what like retrieve are you using most of the time? Okay. Or- so, um, I'm self taught. Um, when I grew up fishing, dad took us to bluegill, catfish, whatever, bite the line fish. Um, and it was with worms. Not no fake lures, no top water, no nothing. Um, so, um, I I'm more I'm more of the the presentation that I use, man. Is like I said, I'm self taught. If you look at any of my videos, you will see I don't even cast right, man. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I know. <laughs> I gave you a hard time about that. I cast the open face, like I don't. Like <laughs> my my boys do. Like they put their finger on the line. And then throw it. That's how you're supposed to do it, I'm assuming. But, dude, I hold it like I'm fly fishing. I literally open my belt and I hold the line and I throw it. And I let you hold the line it with your other hand. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm I'm pinpoint accurate with it, man. Like, I can literally win a pitching contest, skip, like, I skip it. Um, but if you notice, I never stop my rod from uh, moving. Like, I don't know if. So, so my friends, they call me fire. Um, he's in, and he say the only reason he called me fire is cause like I'm a finesse power fisher and it's anything, a jig. I never let it sit at the bottom. I'm constantly working it. Like I'm constantly bouncing it. Shaky head, constantly bouncing it. Texas red, constantly bouncing it. Um, it, it doesn't matter pretty much what I throw, man. I, I'm just bouncing it. So I don't know if I'm, Labeled as a power fisher or finesse fisher, man. I just 
keep keep it moving. I've tried to sit it there, and I'm like, oh man, I can't. Like I gotta move this thing. <laughs> I can't do it. And like then I hear Derek Bostic like, man, just let it sit. Like I threw this jig out there, and I just let it sit. I'm like, how did you even let it sit there? Like, <laughs> I can't do so. So yeah, man, I just keep it moving, man. And see, I I have that issue too with any slow techniques that I do. Like I have a hard time keeping it still, but I don't, I, I feel like, I don't know. I don't, know. but I, I'm constantly like a Ned rig or anything. I'm constantly like, pop up, like, has it hit the bottom yet? Let me go ahead and pop it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but for me, it does seem like whenever, say I throw a Ned rig out and like, my phone vibrates or something. So I let it sink and I grab my phone out of my PFD and I'm looking at it. It seems like a lot of time that's whenever I get hits when it's just sitting there and I'm not doing anything. <laughs> so I, I need to slow down. I feel like, cause I don't feel like I have whatever you got that l- allows you to catch all these fish while you're constantly moving these lures. <laughs> yeah. Another, um, okay. So a technique that I just ran across, man. And, now that you brought up the uh, crankbait or whatever, whenever you had brought it up, man, uh, that some some folks would have never thought about. And I think it is just, it's so funny, but it, it works. Um, and, and I've tried it. Have you ever tried worming a crankbait? And do you, no. do you know what I mean by worming it? No. Just like you would do a Texas rig, how you let it hit the bottom, you raise it up, and then let it drop, raise it up. So what you do on that um, crankbait, is you reel it all the way to the bottom. Once it's at the bottom, let it flutter up some, keep your rod tip down, and then worm it up. And let it it'll dive down, and then let it float up, and then worm it up. Let it dive, like it's going to dive down when you're pulling it up. And then whenever you reel back down, it's going to float up. Dude, I caught so many fish doing that technique. It, it was just, I don't know what it was about it. It was just the float, on the float up there, grab it. And when it dive back down there, grab it. So instead of constantly retrieving it, worm it, man. I've heard that called yo-yoing it, so that's what I always heard it called. Yeah, now I have to try. So on a um, a little lipless, I heard doing a yo-yo on a lipless or a, a bladed bait or something like that. Right, right. So are you? Uh, is this like a square bill or yeah. a medium diver, or does it matter what kind uh, it is? I don't. I don't. I don't know as much as. Which one it matters more on? Or I mean, I do. I've tried it on square bill. I've tried it on the two point five. I've tried it on you know different um, crank base, and each one it, it produces. So, all right. So l- let me make sure I got okay. So you reel it down to like its max depth, then you stop. How, how long you let it float up? Any is as much as you want. Literally just enough to. Stay in contact with the bottom once you lift it back up. So if you reel it down to the bottom and you feel it, feel it bouncing off the rocks, give it a second to float back up. And as you're pulling it up, it's going to skip on the rocks and then float up, skip on the rocks, float up. That's when I got majority of my strikes, man. All right. So after you do those initial cranks, you're not really cranking it anymore after that, right? No. Just let it float and then raise the rod, let it go down, get your slack, let it float yep. up. Okay, okay. I'm going to have yeah. to try that. I'm, I'm going to give that a shot next time I'm out. Actually, next time 
I'm out. It'll probably be the Dale Hollow meetup. So <laughs> I guess I can try it there. Oh, yeah. Dale Hollow. Yeah, so, yeah, we got to. I need you guys really to help me out with this. Um, oh, Lord. I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> last year's state, let me tell you about this. The last hour, if I would have knew what I knew, the last hour of the tournament, man, I would have walked away with the whole thing. Um, wow. Literally, I went to this patch on Chick, man, and I have never seen bass this huge in my life. And I had them on. Like, I had probably six that would have been my personal best. Like, wow. instantly. Um, every fisherman got his tails. But this is, dude, I'm one honest guy, man. I didn't catch not a single one of them. <laughs> I wanted to. And, and the problem was I was throwing a medium light. Um, a frog on a medium light with 10-pound test, man. What? <laughs> <laughs> a medium light with 10-pound test, man. I don't know the, um, like I said, it's all a learning curve with me, man. I don't have a heavy rod, not one in my arsenal. Every single rod that I have is a medium light. That I sounds like me. That sounds light. just like me. You don't have anything <laughs> heavier than that? Like even I now? Have- I have a medium, medium. I actually, I might have one medium heavy, but that's all I got. Wow. Yep. Everything is a medium light, man. And then when I, when I, I got one in, I think it was a uh, my biggest fish that I had caught during state. I think it might have been nineteen um, or twenty. I can't remember. And uh, I talked to the guys. I'm like, man, dude, I was dude finna wear like I was wearing them out out there, but I didn't. See <laughs> What's going on? And I was like, well, how heavy? Um, What's your pole and did you have braid on? I'm like, no, man, I had 10-pound test on. I'm thinking I know what I'm talking about. No, nah, dude, I had 10-pound test on and I had a medium white. I should have got the job done. They're like, no, Paris. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, but hey. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. So I don't, I don't, I don't really know like what... Honestly, I don't I don't know nothing about the rod um weight class. Like you gotta throw a medium light for this, a heavy for this, a medium heavy for this. Like I have no idea, man, on that. So do you what, throw like all spinning rods then? Do you um, have any bait casters? So I do all spinning rod. I just got hooked on bait caster. I was a big no bait caster guy. I didn't know how to do it. I tried one and it bird nests, and I'm like, oh, man, this is terrible. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> I'm never going to throw this again. So um, I don't know if you guys heard heard my story when, like, all my poles and everything got st- uh, stolen off the back of my truck. Oh, man. Oh, I, yeah, I, dude, I want to say got, I heard something about that, but I can't remember for sure. Was it this year? Yeah, yeah man, I just got the best luck ever. So I'm uh, I'm on my way, man, to uh, fish, dude. And uh, I walk in the gas station, dude. When I come out, like, everything was going, like, all my tackle, my yak box was, I mean, flipped upside down. Um, my pose was gone, man. And, like, I was just so devastated. Like, I'm like, man, like, holy crap. And then, like, How I long just, were you in that gas station? Huh? I said, how long were you in that gas station? 
dude, so the line was like extremely long, man. And like it, it couldn't have been probably five, ten minutes, man. Um, yeah, I got a drink, um, got in line, then I went back to grab me a snack, come back and got farther back in line. And then once I got up there, man, like I come out, everything was gone, man. And um, so I had dude, like this is just what really, really, really like touched me about the kayak community, man. Cause like I I posted, I'm like, like, what possessed somebody to steal every last one of my rides? Like, dude, I got a little kid that you could have had. Like, why well, take a ride? You can have a kid, you know? <laughs> 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 like, That's so, awesome. like, man, like, if you took everything, like, just leave me one, dude. And then, like, um, I go back and I'm like, you know what? Like, it was during the COVID season. Like, maybe somebody was struggling, man. Maybe they just needed, you know, like, they didn't have no means of, like, um, getting money in or, or something like that so they they probably needed it don't justify what they did i mean it was wrong either way but like i, t- I handled it well man and then like all the guys like dude i got a hundred messages man like hey dude if you need anything tackle lures rods reels let me know man i send it to you and um like i had guys like reach out to me man and then the thing is about me dude i had a guy like he was like hey man i'm gonna send you um four rods i'm gonna send you some cash to get your um tackle back like i'm gonna send you like four or five hundred dollars and i think i touched him man because i was like dude don't worry about it um i literally just got a rod from uh russ snyder i just got two rods from somebody else i just got a um, bait caster from uh one of my other buddies man and uh so i'm good dude he was like man you have no idea how many people would have been like yeah send it send it send it you know and, and just got free money man but yeah. So that's how I got a bait caster, man. Um, all my stuff was going, and that was the first rod that I had got was a bait caster. And I took that bait caster down to uh, the garrison, the part that I fished, man. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to figure you out today. First cast, I just had so much confidence, man. I, I was motivated. I mean, I was like, you know what? I'm determined. I'm going to do this. And I pushed that button, and I threw that thing so hard, man. And it scored so far up in a tree. I mean, it just went so far in the street. I was so upset because I'm like, what the fuck is this stuff doing, man? Like, and I just, like, it. if it was in the water, it wouldn't have went that far. Do you understand? But it went, like, six miles back in the, in the water. So, like, oh, my goodness. And then uh, Mark Southern, man, uh, the owner of uh, Bad Boy Jigs, like, he sent me, like, jigs. Like, he was like, don't worry about it, Paris. I got you, man. I'm going to send you some jigs. So, but, yeah, I spent the whole day, man, just throwing it, throwing it, throwing it. And I absolutely fell in love with a baitcaster now. So, like, I'm like, man, I love baitcasters. But I'm still, like, since I've been throwing spinner rods, I'm just still hooked on them. But, yeah, baitcaster is definitely in my arsenal now, man. Yeah, see, we've talked about it several times on here. Sean, he's a big spinning gear guy. Like, that's yeah. all he throws. And pretty much all I throw is baitcaster stuff. Now, I carry one spinning rod, but I don't use it, like, ever. And I'm the exact opposite. I usually carry three spinning rods and one baitcaster, so... And I use that baitcaster for everything, just like you're saying. It doesn't matter. It's not a it's not a heavy baitcaster either. It's a light, so um, I use it for frogging and all sorts of stuff. But so, Sean, um, what, what do you? How many poles you guys think that you need on a on a kayak? Uh, 
I've, man, dude, I've been asked that question so many times. Like, how many do you actually need? What What would be a comfortable number that you guys think that, like, okay, I can have a shaky head, I can have a jig, I can have top water, I can have miscellaneous and miscellaneous, and I'd be good. Um, what, what What do you guys think a fair fair amount of poles would be on your on your kayak? I only uh, carry four because that's the four best rods that I have. If I had more and space for more, I would probably carry more. But um, every once in a while, I'll bring out a fifth one, but I don't really have space for it. So it lays at my feet and kind of gets in my way. So that's why I usually stick with four. But See, I, I for the longest time, I'm kind of the same way, Sean. <laughs> I, for the longest time, only carried four. Since I've gotten into uh, the crankbait, I've been carrying five. Um and I've kind of noticed if I had, you know, more, you know, quality combos, I would probably carry more because, you know, I, I got my jig rod. I got my cranking rod now. I got uh, I got my rod that I, it's kind of a multi-use. I can throw my Wicked Weights, Wicked Willow uh, on there. I can throw spinnerbait, chatterbait, I, all that kind of stuff I can throw on there. Um, I got the one spinning combo that I use for usually have a Ned rig or something tied on and then top water. But I, I've noticed like here lately, I've been like, man, I'd really like to have a, uh, a, uh, like a Texas rig or something like that tied on ready to go. And so if I had like another, like good combo, I'd probably have a six rod out there with me. All right, heck yeah. So I got, uh, I got six. I got six now. Um, and only reason I have six, I mean, I, I don't think I need any more, honestly. But I literally have five in the back of me and one that I'm throwing. Um, and it's just so I don't have to change. Generally, if I tie on something, I'm real big on not changing. Um, Throughout the tournament, I can go up to somebody and be like, "Man, I'm wearing them out on a crankbait. Good job, you know. I'm I'm gonna just throw what what's tied on. If I don't have it tied on, man, I just stick to what I throw. So six, I think, is is a fair fair amount for your jig, Texas rig, um, top water, um, and then you might have your spinner bait, your chatter bait, and then net rig. Um, so. Yeah, I, I try and cover, you know, bottom, middle, and top, and then whatever else extra that I might have, you know, uh, something I'm confident in. So that's generally how I go. Now, what about you guys' um, electronics? Do you use your electronic for me? I, I couldn't tell you how to read an electronic. I, I probably no. would do a lot Two better <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> if, if but- I if I knew more about them, like if I knew how to like identify fishing, which I, I've been doing research on it because man, it's so much knowledge in fishing. I mean, it is. Um, a lot of guys be like, man, dude, you just got lucky. No, dude. Like if you know how to read that electronic, man, dude, you can smoke somebody. Like just leave them in the dust if you know how to read it correctly and identify. Me, literally, I use my electronic for depth and water temp and time. Me, t- <laughs> me too. Me too. Me too. Water temp. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you noticed mine when I went by you the other day, but I only got like a little four inch Lorance. So, so like it, it, I guess I could kind of 
try to learn to read it, but in deeper water, I don't feel like it would do that great because it's so small. But yeah, depth and water temps pretty much. On yeah. I was going to ask you, you said all oh, you got some medium light rods. Are you throwing a chatterbait on a medium light rod? Chatterbait on a medium light. How? Like on a dude, medium heavy, it feels like it's going to rip it out of my hands as it's going along there vibrating. So dude, this I, guy, literally, I threw a, um, I was using somebody's rod during a, uh, a tournament, man. And it was a, it was actually a, I think it was a medium heavy. I think it was a medium heavy and I was throwing a chatterbait on and I placed third in that tournament also, but I had, man, dude, I had so many fish off the chatterbait and I, they kept coming off. And when I talked to Nick hood, um, this guy come out of nowhere and he was fighting. Um, but, um, I talked to Nick hood. He was a, um, angler of the year for KBFTN this year. Um, I talked to him. I'm like, man, dude, I had him all day. Like, I don't know what happened. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, dude, I was throwing this chatterbait, and I had the fish, dude, but I kept they kept coming off. I just couldn't get them. He was like, what size rod was you throwing? I was like, dude, I was throwing a uh, medium heavy. He's like, you were snatching it right out their mouth if you were setting the hook. He's like, you was ripping it right out their mouth. And, I mean, I didn't know that that much power can do. So the medium light, literally, when they hit it on the chatterbait, man, it loads up. And once it's loaded, like you don't have to do nothing but reel. Hmm. So I think I think medium light for me is just the perfect chatterbait. It because it works for me, you know. So not necessarily yeah. saying it's the right man, it just works. Uh, it, it's messing with my brain. <laughs> You know, I had I had Jody Queen on here a while back, you know, talking about using a jackhammer and, you know, uh, he uses a medium heavy. And so, I, I don't know, I guess it is like preference, you know, I, I, I guess it all depends on your hook set, really, from sound. Sure. You know, if you've got a really hard hook set, you know, maybe you got that like baseball swing hook set or something and, and maybe he's got like just a quick little jolt or something. I don't I don't know. I guess that's for everybody to find out for themselves what they need. But you got me really thinking about maybe downsizing some of my stuff. I've been thinking about it anyways for that Wicked Willow. I've been throwing it on a medium heavy, and the more I'm throwing this crankbait, the more I'm thinking like I could probably like I could throw that on this medium rod with twelve pound test, where I'm throwing it on a medium heavy with fifteen, and it's it's not it's a what three sixteenth ounce uh, underspin with a three point eight Kitek on it? Okay, but okay. yeah, I throw mine on. I throw my that same setup that Wicked Willow on a medium light uh, Saint Croix. So, have you caught a you fish on it yet? I have. I've caught probably three or four now. So, cool. That's awesome. But, uh, I was but yeah, I, you were talking about the fish finders, and it made me think. Uh, the place I was fishing uh, the tournament on Saturday, it was supposedly it's a very a deeper lake than I'm I usually fish, and I usually fish try and fish shallow anyway. But I wasn't having a ton of luck, so I was just kind of going around, and I still I I don't trust what I see on there. I'm like, is that fish? That's way too many fish to be fish. 
you know yeah and um then i'll throw something like I, they were saying oh you know if you if you see them try drop shotting and i'm like it's got to be dropping right on them that must not be fish but then it looks just like arches like fish so yeah. uh, i don't trust what i see or trust that i can catch if they are fish so yeah. all right i got a question and you know both of you can answer this if uh if you feel like you got a good Okay, for somebody like me that carries one spinning combo, usually have a Ned rig tied on. Um, occasionally I'll tie on. You, you, you're here in Tennessee. Do you know Slider? I know there's not a whole, it's not like a huge company, but Slider, you know them? Ain't they the ones, that, don't they make the little crappie jigs also? Yeah, they, they, they make like these little, little i guess you can call them jigs it's like a light wire offset hook with a little triangle style like head on it uh-huh. like for the weight yeah so sometimes i'll throw that with some of their little like four inch worms um i, I haven't caught a fish on a shaky head yet but i'll throw it on that so pretty much all that like light finesse stuff i throw it on this one Rob, what would what would you recommend as far as like length, power, and line size for that kind of all around one and all in one spinning combo? Um, me preferably, I don't go under six nine. Um, seven foot max, but six nine for my spinning rods. Pretty much every last one of them is a six nine. Um, as far as line, it's because I throw lighter stuff, 10 pound. Um, I got 12 on certain stuff, but 10 pound, man. I do 6, 9, 10 pound on a medium light, man. See, is that me, just braid to leader or are you talking just straight floral or straight mono? Just uh, straight floral. Okay. Let's see, to me, for medium light, 10 pounds sounds heavy. I like in my head for a medium light, it should be like six or eight or something like that. Yeah. Dude, I told you I'm all messed up over yeah, there. I, yeah, you, yeah, you, you throw me for a loop tonight, but hey, it, it works. I was for gonna you. say, like, if it works, it's, heck yeah, yeah, it's, it works. For, I mean, you can look at all your fish pictures and show that you know you've had success with it. Yeah. So I ain't, I ain't gonna knock you on it. Like, yeah, you know? <laughs> I think, I think that's what man, literally. Anglers can just be diverse, man. Um, just being just being diverse will separate you all the way, man. Like it, it'll just it'll separate you. Every angler has something that they do different and it works for them. Um, for instance, me and you both can go out there and you can be throwing whatever you're throwing. And you can be like, Paris, this is what they're biting on. Here, I have an extra one, and I can throw it and not catch a fish. And it's not because I'm not going past the fish. It's just that your technique, the way that you're moving it, your confidence is making it work for you. Just you you having 20 pound tests and me having eight pound tests is making it not work for me. But if I would have had that 20 pound test, it would have been on fire or if I would have had whatever, you know? Um, so I just think, um, dude, I'm, I don't, I don't want to fix anything that i have going on like from like 
the way that I throw my rods, the the technique that I use where I'm constantly moving. Sure, I might catch bigger fish if I just sit there and I just be patient. It'll never happen. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can try. Man, I'm t- I can really, really try. But I just don't see it happening. So, um, man, dude, like, if I can give anybody advice, it's just be you, man. There's already a Russ Snyder. There's already a Bill Dance. There's already a Kevin Van Dam. You just, I mean, there's already a me, a you, you know? So, like, don't try to be, like, the next man or don't try to do my presentation or do this present or do that. Like, dude, if if you work on something and it's working for you, man, stick to that, dude, because all you can do is critique that technique and make it even more deadlier. I, I like that. And, you know, it's kind of proof to what you're saying, you know, at that tournament we were at, um, my dad was there with me and, uh, I'd been out there pre-fishing a couple of days before and, you know, I had had success on that, that crankbait that I was throwing. Well, I had three of that exact crankbait and, I gave one to my dad. I was like, here, tie this on. And he never got a fish the entire day. And, but I was catching them. So yeah, but I had that confidence in it. So, and he, and he was throwing it on a different setup. You know, I'm throwing it on casting gear, 12 pound test. He was throwing it on a spinning rod and I don't even know what size test he had. And he's not used from fishing from a kayak. You know, it's like his third time ever in a kayak. So (laughs) Now, with you saying that, um, what do you what do you guys think about that? Like, is it a, is it a good thing to have, or is it uh, tournament day not so good? Um, because you know it happens, and it's okay. Like, the edge is the edge, and what I mean, what I'm what I'm getting to is, how do you guys feel about like, say I'm I'm on fire, and I got a buddy system going on, and I call I call you, Ryan. I'm like, hey, Ryan, dude, like. Switch to green pumpkin finesse right now. It is working. I have caught 20 fish off of it. And you switch to it. I place first, you play second. And then everybody else out there, you know I mean, they, they do bad. What do, you, what do you guys feel about the during tournament having a buddy system like that? Oh, okay. So are you specifically talking about like calling somebody? Yeah, calling or, somebody. Or what if they're like right over here beside you and you're like, hey, I'm catching them on this? Is that far as far as beside? Because I mean, I I do accept like plenty of times, like guys, you're going to pass other kayakers and they'll come up and they'll ask you, like, dude, you got your limit? It's just a common question. Everybody's going to ask, you know, they want to know. And then they're going to ask, what do you do? What are you catching them on? Like, I've only caught one and I haven't had a bite in X amount of time. And you're going to say what you're catching them on. So, not necessarily that, like generally just calling somebody up that's like way across the lake. You're not even going to see them for the rest of the tournament or they're at a different boat ramp because um, KBFTN, we do like three to four different boat ramps that we can launch from. But it, it's all on the same yeah. uh, lake. So, what, yeah, what do you guys think about that? Like calling somebody and being like, hey, dude, um, catch them on that. I, I don't feel like I'm really – tournament experienced enough to answer this question myself because okay. i'm still kind of new to the tournament thing um just from a little bit that i do have like 
I could see where somebody would be upset about yeah. calling it, but in another sense, say like the tournament that we fished the other day, like to me, it's not that serious. Right, like right, it's it's right. just a small tournament. Now in like a Hobie or uh, a, a BASS or something, I could. Well, I think it's against the rules in BASS if I remember oh. right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't think you're allowed to call anybody and talk fishing techniques while you're out on the water. Um, but in in that, I, I could see something like that. But at the end of the day, it goes back to they still got to be able to catch the fish Absolutely. themselves. Like, Absolutely. whether you tell them what to catch it on or not, they still got to be able to use that technique to catch the fish. So I. I don't know, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, Sean, I ain't got any audio on you. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we got some technical malfunctions here. We can see Sean. It looks good and everything. But How about that? There we go. Oh, my bad. My, my mic crapped out on me. But um, I was going to say, if to me, it just goes back to if you have the knowledge and want to share it with somebody, you know, okay, that that's fine. I mean, I think to you'd be naive to think that people don't do it, you know. So, right, um, right absolutely. I, I think, like Ryan said, at the end of the day, that person has to be able to use that and catch fish. You know, the same way you know they in baseball they talk about Barry Bonds. You know, was the you know, has the asterisk for the home run leader. But at the end of the day, he still had to hit home runs. You know, he, he might have had some advantage from the steroids, but he still had to hit. Uh, he had to know how ball. to how to hit the ball just right. Yeah. To get right. It. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it wasn't entirely uh, his, you know, own doing, but he definitely needed skill to do it. So, you know, now and that's coming from a Braves fan who loves Hank Aaron. So, you know, take that as you will. So. <laughs> So, what's your stance on it? Uh, me, honestly, uh, it just came across my mind like, man, dude, is these guys like telling each other what they're like using? But then I'm like, oh, well. Like, so me, it, it doesn't matter if they do it. It don't matter if they don't. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm just, I'm going to do what I do, man. So, um, and the only reason I asked, because I had somebody, um, Ask me that question. I'm like, dude, you ain't got nobody out there to call you and tell you what to catch more. I'm like, no, like I, I don't. I mean, sometimes I wish I did have somebody like, dude, dude, I'm wearing them out on this. You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't have that, so I wouldn't even feel comfortable asking. So <laughs> I'd be like, hey, you want to tell me what you're catching that on? You know? Yeah, I just had just had somebody ask me a question. Like, dude, you ain't got nobody that to tell you what what your uh, what they're catching them on. I'm like, no, nah, man. So. 
as far as, as me, like you guys said, I mean, you do got to catch them, so it don't matter what they say. And then your technique got to be got to be right. You know, they can be swimming yeah. it, and you can be bouncing it, and they're getting the strikes, and you're not. So, yeah, I mean, that that's what it comes. I mean, that goes back to the whole like motor versus manpower thing. You know, yeah, I. I I prefer manpower, but you know, when it comes down to it, you know, a motor don't catch fish. You know, you still got to be able to catch fish at the end of the day. So, I mean, you look at Russ, you know, he was out there like smoking it, still paddling in national level tournaments and, you know, no pedal drive, no motor, and he was out there killing it. So it makes me think like just the other day when I pulled up to the shore and my, you know, nice Hobie and dude pulls up next to me in his sun dolphin and he's like, wow, that's a nice rig, man. You get, and I'm like, yeah, it's nice, but I wish it just made me catch more fish, but I can't say that it does. So he was <laughs> laughing. So, um, yeah, it, it's all in, you know, the skill level of the angler really is what it comes down to. So. And they got rust, dude. He just, he just got magical powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I- He's in the whole other dimension, man. That guy. But I, I do, I do like, um, man. I, I do like having people like that that I can go against. You know, it just make you a better, better angler, man. Oh, um, it, it's do or die. Whatever you're going against. I mean, my, my local club is actually um, Southern Middle Tennessee. Like them, is yeah, my yeah. Lakes, man. Like Normandy, Thames, and Woods. Each one of them, I probably can get there in 20 minutes, dude. Literally. And I drive an hour and 30 minutes to fish with KBF, you know? So um, I just like the – and I'm not saying, like, the guys in southern middle Tennessee ain't, like, absolute sticks, man, because they are. I mean, you got some sticks in every single club. It's just, like, KBF got D. Russ Snyder. Like, they got J- Jonathan Sharp come out there. Um, like, Adam Riser, like, Bostick, like, I mean, just these Josh well- Stewart. Exactly. Like, you got these – well-known anglers like that fish this club and you only want to beat them you know like it's not about like um not fishing with a club because this amount or that or this it's literally just fishing to beat the best you're always going to meet competitively you just want to beat the best i don't even think it's more or less even about the money man i mean yeah it's nice to get a check but you want to have that title, like man, I beat, I beat these guys, you know. Hey, no, no, this, this makes me think. Uh, a couple of weeks ago at a Stones River tournament, I took fourth, and uh, I, I sent a screenshot to uh, the paddle and fan group chat we have, and I, I was like, "Well, I can say that I beat Josh Stewart in a tournament because he was in that tournament." <laughs> hey, man, I, I was happy with that. Heck yeah, man, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But yeah, man, so, we're uh, go ahead. Um, so, dude, I do want to like, I want somebody to pick me up on that challenge. I don't know if you guys seen my live video. Oh yeah, I was gonna bring that up while we're on here. Okay, so um, Sean, I don't know if you're familiar with my live video, man. And if I don't have you on Facebook, I would definitely add you, man. Um, I did a live video, and I'm doing a challenge where you get three lures five casts which each lure and you have to catch a fish off of each lure okay. Dude, hard, hard cool. <laughs> <laughs> any body of water it's set for a pond creek river um lake no ponds just because ponds are stocked 
but go to your favorite spot, man. You got five cats with each lure and three different lures. You have to show you getting out the vehicle or show that you're walking to the water, show the lure that you're using, and show you casting it. You got to get it on camera. And, dude, I did it, man. <laughs> Not only did I do it, dude, first lure, man, I caught two fish in one. First time I ever did that. First lure, caught two off of top water. So, man, dude, I just I want to see somebody else pick that challenge up because I think it's like it's just it's it's a pretty awesome challenge, man. It's tough. And if you can pull it off, I just think it's man, it's awesome. And I and I pulled it off. I wasn't even sure if I would, but it worked. That's right. cool. I will definitely try that. Yeah, we we should uh see if some of the listeners want to get on. Do you got like a hashtag or something where if listeners wanted to get in on that, they can hashtag it? Or can we uh, make one real quick? Dude, we can definitely make one. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Like hashtag three lure challenge or something like that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That'd be, man, that'd be just so awesome. I mean, it's something that's fun. I mean, you know, just to see somebody complete it and just, it, it makes you more diverse. And each time you do it, um, say I want to go out there and do it. I can't use the same three lures. I have to use three different lures. So um, it's basically like just a lure knockout, man. Just get more diverse, more comfortable with lures. It's free time. You know, you're, you're at your favorite spot, you know, so I just, I just think it's an all-around just pretty amazing challenge. Yeah. I, so let, let's do that. If, if that's cool with you, do like hashtag free lure challenge. Absolutely. Absolutely, and, man. All right. So listeners, you get three lures, five casts per lure. Do they have to catch three fish total or one fish per lure? So it's one fish per lure. So once you catch it off, so in your five casts, if you catch one on second cast with your first lure, you have to immediately change to your next lure. So that lure is eliminated. Okay. You did it. Okay. Congrats. Now you're at your next lure. <laughs> okay. So three lures, five casts per lure, and you have to catch a fish on each lure. And go live on Facebook or something and do it. For sure. And, and hashtag it uh, three lure challenge. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm racking my brain now to try and figure out which three lures I think I would. I have enough confidence in to do that close, that good. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> it, it's going to be a challenge. It is a challenge for me, man. Holy cow! Paris had said something to me about this ahead of time, like last week or something like that, and I was like, I was like, man, I, I I'm lucky to get three fish out fishing all day long you know yeah <laughs> yeah yep. uh. all right well sweet man we're a little over an hour here so let's start wrapping it up a little bit i guess um appreciate you coming on here and talking with us uh you want to uh go over like shout outs you know sponsors or any of that real real quick uh, definitely man uh First and foremost, guys, um, ladies and gentlemen, whoever listening, man, um, be confident um, in everything, dude. Um, just be confident. Be yourself. Stay positive. Um, if you're interested in, in trying out a bona fide, I'm one team bona fide, man. If you want to try one out fully loaded, rods, reels, whatever you need, man, just let me know. I'll be more than willing to meet you. Um, pick up. We can do pick up, drop offs, whatever you want to do, guys. If you just want to try to boat out, if you're unsure let me know. Um, I'd be more than willing to let you 
take mine, dude. Take mine. My depth finder's on there. You'll have a depth finder. You'll have it fully rigged out for you guys. Um, Try that out. Um, If you haven't tried Bad Boy Jigs, Hook One did carry them. So um, now you can just message Mark Southern himself or Bad Boy Jigs. Um, it's also linked to him. So just message him. He'll get your shipment out. The baddest, absolutely. I mean, to me, man, they're, they're just the baddest jigs out there. What separate them? I don't even know, man, but I can tell you now, I've used, I used to use the Walmart brand uh, jigs and I switched to bad boy jigs. I mean, they just produced the color combination, the the weight, just the, the all around look of the jig, man, it's just phenomenal and it, and it, and it works. Um, I'm real big on, like I said, I don't represent anything just because I'm if I'm on it, it's because I represent it, and it's it's quality. It's, it's just quality, bottom line. Um, So, dude, I want to thank you guys first and foremost, man, for even allowing me to be a part of this, dude. Like, I really appreciate it, man. I am so outgoing. Um, I have literally two rods that I am not using due to the fact that I got some shipped to me when my shipment did get stolen. So if anybody out there... Um, that's listening, know somebody that needs a rod in the reel that just something happened and they don't have it, please contact me immediately. I have plenty of tackle that was gave to me also that I would love to send out to somebody um, just to put it to use. Um, and it's stuff that, I mean, it's probably very good. I just never use it. It's not in my arsenal and I'm not going to use it. So ain't no fence just sitting there. Um, and that, that's pretty much it, man. I really appreciate it. Don't forget to try the uh, three challenge. I mean, three lure challenge, man. It's it's a great opportunity. Even if you catch two, you at least caught two of the three. So that's even amazing, you know? So um, just like I said, guys, thank you so much, man, for your time and just allowing me to come on here, man. It's been fun, yeah, man. Yeah, it's been a good conversation. Awesome. Uh, you got like social media you want to plug where people can follow you and all that? Um, so I have Instagram. My Instagram is Edwards underscore fishing on Instagram. Uh, definitely follow me. I follow back, man, because I'm a fishing fanatic. I love fishing. Any picture you post, I probably like it. I'm just so Edwards underscore fishing. And then my Facebook is just uh, Paris Edwards. Um, add me, man. Just, just add me. But that's pretty much it as far as uh, social media platforms. And if you guys ever want to come down here and get on some smallmouth, literally, dude, let's plan it. I will put you on some fish. Free of charge, no guided trip. Just come fish, man. <laughs> Bro, you know, the next few weeks, I'm booked up on the weekends. But after that, you know, I don't know if you keep fishing through November and all that, but after that, man, we got to get together because I ain't that far away from you. You know, I'm like, what, 25 minutes up the road or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's so. a little bit more of a hike for me, but hey, if I'm ever down there, I might look you up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Sean's yeah. in Pennsylvania, so. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll be in Dale Hollow in two weeks, so. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Yeah. A quick plug for that. We haven't done it this episode. Um, if you're listening to this, this is this comes out the week of the meetup. This is going to be the last plug I can do for the meetup because the meetup is the following weekend. The 16th through the 18th, staying at Eastport Marina and over by Del Hollow. It's on the river connected to Del Hollow. But yeah, $50 per person per night. 
you know, we're going to have seminars. We're going to have that little fun tournament on Saturday. It's already up on Tourney X. Um, you know, it's $25 buy-in. Uh, Saturday night, we got JL Folks. You know, he's uh, playing uh, live at the bar at the marina from 6 to 9. Um, yeah, they're going to be doing some food, uh, discount draft beer. You know, we're, it's, it's going to be a fun time. So, yeah, if you haven't reserved yet, get on our Facebook page. We got a little ad up there with a phone number for a man named Richard out of the marina. Call him, get it set up, get your room reserved. Definitely. You should come out, Paris. Hey, man, you said it's in two weeks? Yeah, the 16th through the 18th. So not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. Okay, awesome deal. Yeah, man, I see if my schedule for you, man. That'd be something I'm interested in, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be sure. fun. I think Russ might be out there, and, and possibly Adam, too. So. Oh, yeah. Are they fishing the tournament? Probably. <laughs> if they come <laughs> out there, I'm sure they'll be fishing the tournament. <laughs> that might be, shoot, that might have got me right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, um, thanks again for coming on, Paris. It was nice meeting you and uh, nice having uh, a chat. I think it was uh, definitely a good chat. We had lots of uh, good things to talk about. So um, thanks uh, to all our listeners for checking us out again. Um, this has been the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. We're bringing you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. Thanks, guys, and have a good evening. Later, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.